Lime, duh. Ah, 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 ah. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it again, baby. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. the comedians of wrestling the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree i'm your host the host with a nose dan black aka donsky blackamora aka donnie wrestling donnie wrestling aka don Strowman, the patreon don aka donnie capri from the time i went to italy Shuts your hole! AKA the modern day goof. Ha, Raja! WWE Champion Jinder Mayo! Coming at you like Scott Bakula, baby, baby. Let's take a quantum leap. Gabba gabba wee gabba gabba wee gabba 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 wee gabba 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 This girl, she is mine. And Changing my lifestyle. I'm four or five women every day of my life. What is up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction with all of our spicy, spicy, muy caliente wrestling reactions. Being prepared for a night she'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> to my front, as always, in studio, the nasty one, Alex Newman Hagen. How about it? I would do the thing. I. My voice is not there. Oh, why don't you tell me before we start recording, bro? Oh, yeah, my bad. Okay, the nasty one. How about it? <laughs> okay, well, at least you can't give me any juice? No, if I give you juice, I'm going to blow my throat. I'm going to blow my throat out of my body. No juice. <sighs> That's I a no disappointment. Juice we have a great guest here, and he's, he's been waiting for this the whole time. I guarantee he has not it's been. unbelievable. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> listen, everybody, uh, uh, before we get into announcements, let me just introduce my guest so he can vent. Uh, the <laughs> hilarious comedian, one of the funniest comedians, uh, and uh, the host of Total F and Marks, another amazing, great professional wrestling podcast that I've been a guest on. You have. That's right. Mr. Dan St. Jermaine. Let me tell you something, comedians are wrestling listeners. Listen to that intro once is great, but twice even better. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, look, guys, you're in gorilla position now because you see we we had to do the intro twice because of uh, our engineer, <laughs> sure, Anosh, sure. the Canadian dream <laughs> slash the right, Canadian it. nightmare. That, that is, it, all that is me, a please. defeated man yeah. right there. <laughs> well, I mean, look, guys, if you want to hear behind the scenes here, uh, the uh, soundboard was not plugged in. Is that my job or Anosh's job? Uh, I say blame it on the ghost of Del Close. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh, the UCB's fault. Hey, before we get into all the hot, hot, spicy wrestling, uh, remember, we... Uh got a Patreon. Uh, you want more content, you've been listening to the show and you dig it and you want to keep supporting the show, go to patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Every fifth patron, I'm giving away a free cow mania shirt and you get a cow sticker signing up at any tier, including our new AEW tribute sticker, uh, which you've all been putting on your cars and shit. It's looking fucking dope. Uh, keep tagging me in those. Love it. Um, and uh, you can check out our bonus episode today. Uh, 
bonus Patreon episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about NXT, all things NXT. Cool. Also, um, you can rate and subscribe to the show uh, on Apple Podcasts. Please mm-hmm. do it. Right now, if you write a five-star, give a five-star review and write in the co- uh, a nice a nice explanation about why you like this podcast, a quick, a quick, quick something, and you'll put your name in there, I'm going to send out free prints from the official comedian to wrestling artist, Lauren Moran, uh, who's responsible for the Becky Blood uh, blood from, I mean, not the blood from a stone shirt, no. but the Becky. What do you call it? Just the main Becky shirt. Yeah, the, and the main Becky design, the Becky blood design. Really? One, yeah. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, I think I have it. I'm not allowed to wear it outside. It's her face with the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drawing. It says the man colors. on it. And yeah. my fiance is like, you can't wear that outside. She says no. I've had that thought. Oh, I have, I have, yeah, yeah. I, I can't. Well, you can't. It just looks it's like a battered woman. Yeah, yeah. You're supporting <laughs> like beating the shit out of women. But Nobody but knows who Becky Lynch is. Yeah. It's too women. Like, yeah. like three like three percent of the population. Oh, does it say the man on it too? It just says the man oh, and it's really her bad. bloody face. Then it makes you look like you're like, I'm the fucking man. Chris Brown's tour dates. Oh my. It's <laughs> like the man did this to you. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Oh my god! Um, you're trying like, you know, look, she looks triumphant. Look at her face. Yeah, no, She's no, triumphant. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. Actually, uh, her career's better off now that she got <laughs> beat up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, I never thought about that. I would wear that shirt loud and proud and not think twice about that. Yeah. But I think that's uh, part of my whole deal is not uh, not uh, being not, not being self aware in that kind of way. Uh-huh. I yeah. put something on. Jamie's like, you can't wear that. But it's nice that. Uh, Sarah does that for you as well. Yeah, I I mean that's the only one she like puts her foot down with. Right. Are you uh, what are you vaping in studio here? Yeah, you is Randy that okay? No, it's fine. Um yeah, I uh, is, is Randy Orton a big vaper? I know yeah. he's yeah, 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 cigarettes. Yeah. He's the vapor, Randy. He's Orton. a big jewel guy. And yeah. <laughs> any any douchey thing he does. <laughs> Those are right? some of my favorite there are like really funny clips from like ten years ago of Randy Orton like outside of like the arena with just his, smoking a cigarette. Hey, what, fa- what flavor is that? Lime, duh. Uh where he's like literally trying to bum a cigarette from people. Have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah, he's just like, like making the cigarette fingers to he's people. He's been hilarious on the internet though this past week. Oh, has he? I haven't seen his. What, what has he been doing? He, um, he, what? It was, it, it was when Bray Wyatt like came back with his new gimmick. Yeah, and like he five, Bray five, Wyatt five, called, five called him out for all the. Like, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry for being so mean in the past. And then Randy Orton's like, how about that two million you spent on bugs for WrestleMania? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was a good idea. And then and then when Goldberg announced he's coming back for the Saudi show, yeah. he wrote, oh, there goes another two million. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that, pretty funny. That is funny. I, I've never, I haven't, well, that's the first time I've heard somebody legitimately call Randy Orton funny yeah. or that his Twitter is good. Because well, his Twitter is notoriously terrible, right? I don't really, I don't really read his Twitter, but I, I love the gimmick of him really not liking wrestling that much. Like, we're not liking wrestling right. fans, because Brock already has the gimmick of I don't like pro wrestling. Right. But him being like, you guys are all dumb. Yeah. He... That that I like him breaking. Uh, that feels like his gimmick, right? Like he, w- I like he would like break kayfabe and shoot on the company a little bit because his his mm-hmm. position is kind of there. I feel like that's helps his character too. Like he's yeah. a complete asshole. I, where you at on Randy? You like Randy Orton or no? Where you at on nah, him? I, you know, I I always am like I really like the AJ match at Mania. Um, I liked it also. And I usually am like a Except big. The light was in my face. I was that that match was the match where there was a yellow light. Like yeah, uh, they gave us a discount for it. They give you know. Yeah, they. I, I, I luckily I wasn't sitting sitting in that section, but they. Uh, I, I I I always was like an Orton detractor, but then I just I recently watched the Foley match. Like he's one of those guys who, if he has the right 
dance partner he can put on quite the 100%. show. Hundred percent. That's yeah. the like whole Ali, thing. Who did a, had a really good match with and you can tell Christian, what Randy Orton cares. Great match. I think it's just certain people he gels like with, and certain with AJ, people he doesn't. You could tell he was like, "Oh, that's a that's a match. That's a, a mania match. I'm excited to do." Yeah, like feuding with AJ, you could tell he was into. But I don't remember. One, I don't. I don't think I liked one. There was one scene of match that was okay, and you think he'd be more excited for those. Yeah, they, those all and Triple like H, blend they all, all those kind of blend together. Yeah, they all kind of blend together. Like the Cena, the last Orton Cena match I remember is the t- title unification match, right? That was like a ladder match, and all I remember is that Randy won. Yeah. That's literally the only thing I remember about that. I think the thing about Randy is that he works like a big man, and people forget that. You know, for the most part, he works like a big man. So you almost have to wrestle him like he's the Undertaker to make it work. Um, the only thing I know. By about- the way, one more announcement I just got to get here before I forget. <laughs> Patreon, by the way, I'm going to do Patreon shout outs at the end of this episode. I'm going to shout out every single Patreon. I'm going to do that uh, once once a month because I owe you patrons shout outs. Yeah. Uh, um, I was just yep. going to say, the only thing I know about Randy Orton is that every time I'm on Twitter and I see, I come across some like right wing dipshit, Randy Orton is one of four wrestlers who are reliably following every. Right wing asshole. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy Orton. He's a big like all lives matter guy, right? Yeah, that was his, Blue like, Lives Matter, especially the right. uh, uh but him it's Randy Orton, it's uh E C three, it's Ryback, and it's uh Dolph Ziggler. There's there's four or like the four horsemen of following reprehensible. Well, I mean like there's people like I've I've followed reprehensible people like I went like Westboro Baptist Church or shit oh, just right, because right, right. like you kinda like want to see what they're up to. Right. Like, yeah. but it, but mine like wouldn't make any sense. People would have a really hard time like be, right. be like, he, like, who is this guy? He follows the guy who's like behind De- Black Lives Matter and Richard Spencer. This doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. You try to like decode Dane Saint Germain yeah, from who yeah. he follows. Yeah, you, yeah, can't, yeah. Honestly, you can't put me in a box, yeah, man. Well, honestly, it's always like, all right, well, which tweet is going to give me the best bit? I'm yeah. like, a, it's like the Joker. I'm just going to chase, chase whatever <laughs> fucking ambulance is around. Um, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so we like to before we get into like the nitty gritty of wrestling, and, and uh, I got some stuff outside the ring. I got Raw and SmackDown talk. I wanted to bring up, uh, I like to bring up wrestling stuff that's uh, not necessarily wrestling. And mm-hmm. I think this week I was talking to my wife. Uh, Whoa, my, uh, yeah, we were talking. Wow, and I. I, I, I I was we're t- I I can't really get into like all the details of it, but I introduced her to the Rock's catchphrase mm. of "Know your role and shut your mouth," and boy oh boy did she take to it. <laughs> she was like, "That is like because you have, do you have that thing with with wrestling where you're like someone's describing you, it's like I'm so annoyed like this or like something is just frustrating this way, and then you're like and then you you forgot a wrestling thing that per- like a catchphrase like perfectly sums up the situation. Right, it's like yeah. that's what wrestling is is like simplifying. Life. Life, right? So yeah. you're just like, well, I think you just wanted to say, like, know your role and shut your mouth, right? <laughs> and you're like, that's exactly what I wanted. And you're like, <laughs> so sometimes I slip it in without saying it's wrestling, and then I go, like, that's the Rock's catchphrase that you just loved. People in AA do that too a lot. What, what do they do? No, they just like do AA phrases. I'll do that too sometimes. Right. But keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. Like, like yeah. it's normal AA shit. That's why, like, the, uh, 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 Catchphrases they catch on, but that's all I'm gonna. I think it might be my way in to convince my wife to like wrestling mm. is by showing her that it's nuggets, brilliant. Nuggets <laughs> showing her that it is brilliant. Um, yeah, so I thought that was really. Uh, uh, I thought that was. I thought that was super interesting. Uh, I want to bring up one thing. I want to ask you guys if this ever happened to you. Okay, this week in L.A., I was in my car at a um, parking meter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I was sitting in the car. I was expired. Okay. 
And so um, I'm in there and I'm waiting for a little bit because I was like early to something and I fell asleep for a second. Okay. Yeah. Like maybe like two minutes. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But I woke up ticket on the day. Man. <laughs> oh. Dude, how oh, fucking, if you're the meter fuck. maid, that is like. They took a picture of that me That is for like sure. dunking on somebody. Right, right. Right. So, but here's the thing. It happened. I, I, I didn't fall asleep for like half hour. It had to be like a minute. Like, yeah. uh, like. How do you know? Because he was right there. So I get, I see it. I get out of the car and I go up to him. I'm like, you gave me a ticket while I was in my car. Yeah. You know? And he's like, it's, it, I mean, I was like, I was like, I got to move out of this fucking town. Like, I hate he was this like, place. Sir, you, were so, as, you were asleep. I don't know what astral plane you were on, but you were not in your car. He's, I gave yeah. you a ticket. You could see your body was there, but you see, were not there. How much was it? 65? Uh, it was like 53 or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, a lot for, yeah. for something so stupid. Um, right. But, he, uh, I would love if he was like, I believe sleep means you're not actually present. If he was really into being present, he's like a yoga instructor or some shit. He probably that, is. That, that, that'd be fine. But he was like, it's red. I don't know, man. It's red. It's red. You yeah. know, and I would, I would appreciate, if I was him, right, and I did that, I feel like I would say, I would, I would say, uh, dude, you know what? I don't do, I didn't see you and now it's written so I can't do anything about that. And then I think I would have been like, you know what? Fine. Right. That's all good. But right. I'm just being like, it's red. It's red. Like he had no care for me in the world. It's like, I hate this world. Yeah. I uh, hate this world. Yeah, what if you had narcolepsy and it was your first time falling asleep? If, he could have helped you. He doesn't, yeah. If he doesn't know I have a disorder or something, damn, you what would you dead, do in that yeah. scenario? Would, first off, I'm asking you guys, would you have confronted the guy like I did at all? I would have yeah. done the same thing probably. I would have right. been like, come on, man. And then he would have been like, it's red. And then I would have been like, fuck, fucking fuck. You know, like, I know it wouldn't exactly. do anything. And I would have done the same thing he right. did, though, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. thing. It's like, yeah. in both of those situations, that's how that, in in like a million different, like, right. like, like Doctor Strange simulations, right. that plays out like 99% of the time. Yeah. It's yeah. red because he doesn't want to personalize it. And then right. he's got like, that's another fucking 10 minutes of his conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's just like, hey, the meter's red. That it's, is true. It's easy. Could you have that job yeah. and be like okay with that? Like giving people tickets all day? I, I was a I security guard. Yeah. Is it, yeah, I couldn't do that. What does it pay? And are there benefits? That's the only questions it? I have. You you don't care, dude. This, you wouldn't care. Do about you that? live in a world where dude, goods and services like, don't cost money? Here's the thing: is like that's not like being like a prison guard. Yeah. Like you yeah. can make the uh, like you can make the idea like that has some like. Like, there's nothing on your conscience with that because you're like, all right, I got fifty three dollars in the state of California. But you do just ruin every, you ruin people's days. Like, and not that you ruin like two hundred people a day. Uh, you yeah. go like, I got to take it today. And some people, it financially affects them a lot. Like, uh, 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 like sixty bucks for me, baby, daddy. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just. I think I'm on the, I, I'm, I, I'm I, on this guy's side. Really? I think. You know oh, what, man? I'm shocked. His job is so You're simple. You're so anti-establishment. His, his job is so simple, man. If it's green, you keep walking. If yeah. it's red, you take it. That's what he was trying to tell you. Also, not to mention, like, you, 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 for him, you can be a crazy person. Right. Like, we know you're not a crazy person. But for him, he's like... <laughs> well, look at Yeah, this guy was just asleep in a <laughs> like, car. He comes just, out. Yeah. Hey. yeah, exactly. <laughs> How many fucking times have you drove in LA past, like, one of those creepy fucking vans right. yeah. that you know has been there for, like, three weeks? Yeah. And you're like, what fucking missing person is in that? Right, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so it's like all the time these guys are like, kind of like, they're yeah. like rolling the dice. It's not mm -hmm. a bad point, except for the fact that like I'm a guy in a Prius. Right. <laughs> like yeah. I'm a guy in a Prius uh, at a at a at a parking meter. You know, in Los Angeles. You know, 
You're essentially saying, do you know who I, feel like I you am? You just fought for your white privilege on that. Yeah. <laughs> Back myself into a corner there. <laughs> you guys, you all turned your backs on me so you early. Tweet that. So early in this podcast. You should tweet that and Randy Orton, EC3, Dolph Ziggler. Hashtag and, uh, cancel Ryback. Dan Black. We'll follow you. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, fuck you guys. Okay. Well, hey, we got a lot to talk about in pro wrestling, and uh, I would be remiss if we didn't get into it right away, Daddy. Even though, is this would this count as right away? I would say no. Yeah. 20 minutes in, let's do it, baby. They make, they make okay. 50K a year, just for the record. Are you serious? What? I'll be a fucking meter person right yeah. now. Uh, you, you, are so, a you are a walking contradiction, bro, <laughs> but we'll get into that in I another podcast. 50K in LA is like fine, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. here, it's like hey, that's uh, it's like that's like thirty k anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with thirty. I'll do the job yeah. for thirty thousand. Yeah. yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm just, oh fuck you, man! You're such an anti-establishment guy. You're gonna work for the government. How I long do you have to be? First though? of all, meter maids are, pardon the phrase, are not government. It's a private company. Is it? Yeah. Are they? I most cities, most cities contract. They're, they're, they're not. They're, that's not. They're just not a traffic cop. No, most yeah, cities. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Most cities contract like city crest on there. They can have whatever crest they just have. Just because they have, a, they, they bring in a private company to do it doesn't mean it's not. It's still they're it's, contracted. It's still. Uh, uh, it's still you working for the man. I contain multitudes. I don't know what to tell you. Wow. Okay. Think about a job you know, like you're, that. you're full of shit. Like most people. There's such and a, like me. We're all full of shit. There's such like a benevolence in a job like that. Not benevolence, but such a stone because you just. Check the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. like I've oh, yeah. had this job, and you hate like when I was a security guard for three years. It's like, yeah, I hate this job, but you don't hate it in a way that's like really emotional. Right, you hate it in like a ugh, like you right. check out. It's not like the entertainment industry where there's these, these huge highs and huge lows, right. or like another job where it's right. like huge highs or huge, huge lows, or even in sales where right. you may hate it, but it depends. Like if you have a job that's monotonous, you hate it in a way that's very different. But yeah. like it's even, almost peaceful. Even yeah. when even when you're a server and like people are abusing you. You had to do something for them to abuse you. People automatically look at a meter maid and they're like, I already hate that person. And there's some like some like, sort of serenity that comes with that. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. because you're, you're like, I don't numb. care about the 20% tip. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying numb. to get a tip. You're right. like, yeah, all right, I'm Did, a fucking yeah, asshole. Yeah, right. there's, like, there's also kind of yeah. like a reason of like, that uh, there are a lot of sitcoms and stuff centered around like a job everybody hates because they don't, they don't, they don't actually like they love to hate it or whatever. I, I've never really had that job before. Like I've always been jealous of, uh, you know, the job where, like, maybe it's like a restaurant, and I've never had this kind of position where like the girl, like, when someone walks in and they're like hungover, you know, and they're like a rough night, uh, Susan, <laughs> or yeah. whatever, you know, and then they're like, yeah. oh, I don't know how I'm gonna make it through the shift. They're like, you want to have a smoke in the back, and you're like, it looks so fun, like the movie Waiting. Uh-huh. Like that's the one that's coming yeah. to my head. Like the movie yeah. Waiting. I haven't seen it, but like, good. yeah, they good. like hate the job, but they're all like friends and they like, party together on the weekend. And they work in a restaurant. And it's like kind of cool and simple. Or that whatever. sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> Being friends with people I work with it sounds like a fucking drag. <laughs> that's what that's work what comedy friends. is. Yeah, yeah. but you know? I mean, I don't know. I'm talking about like menial like. I don't know. Now again, I feel Green like I'm like talking. Look at those simple jobs. That's not what I mean. I just mean I've never worked at a place where people legitimately like, like each other <laughs> or want to hang out. They like are stressed, but it's like kayfabe stressed. Right. Like, yeah. I or remember like, one time I was when I was working security. It was like the morning shift. It was 9 a.m. and uh, my bo- 
And like the way it worked at the Met, they put all the problem guards in like the front area, which yeah. I was at, and a bunch of other people, like, you know, because we were like terrible at our jobs. And uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was at like a pillar, and you, you were, had a partner that day. Yeah. Whoever that day was with the pillar with you. And my friend, I won't say who he is because I think he still works there, but he just, he gets up there, he's just silent. And then when they let the people in for the day at 9 a.m., there's a bell ring, and then people go in. And then he just goes right when the bell ring, goes, he goes, I am so drunk. <laughs> That's how the day started. It was oh. like nine more hours. Oh my God. So <laughs> Not even I'm hungover. Oh, I no, no. Drunk. He just goes, I am so drunk. That's crazy. That, that, oh, being like... That, that's the fucking worst feeling in the world being like either I've had to go to work before where you're like it was rough the night yeah. before I still don't know how I've made it through those days imagine yeah. if you were a wrestler and you did it <laughs> fucking like that's right, Scott keep doing drugs. or whatever yeah, you, you keep doing uppers partying. and downers. You got to keep partying. Yeah, uh, keep the party yeah. going. Speaking of keeping the party going, let's talk about what do you, we should talk about in pro wrestling. What do you think? All right. Okay. Uh, look, I got a lot. I actually have a lot in my notes this week, even though for like the lull times that yeah. we're in right now in wrestling, I actually have a lot of stuff. But I think the main thing we got to talk about is uh, this uh, this wild card thing. Sure. Let's talk um, about it. So I I want to arguably say. This was some of the most amount of messages and texts I've gotten from listeners and friends about Raw and SmackDown. I think the feeling around WWE right now is that it's god awful. Mm -hmm. That seems to be the feeling yeah. and the sentiment. It's like everyone I bump into is like, it's rough, you know, and the ratings are like in the toilet right now. But uh, I want to say that, like, well, I watched Raw this week, and I saw it a little bit after everyone saw it, and I was like, everyone was calling. I saw the word twice, Rawful, <laughs> right? But I was like, I don't think Raw was that bad. I thought it was a pretty good Raw. First off, wrestling isn't the worst it ever has been. And if anyone wants to fucking uh, argue with me about that, mm. like... The They're time wrong. between that's, that's, wrong. that's wrong. wrong because the time between WrestleMania 26, like right after Michaels retired, yeah. till the summer of Punk is the worst time in wrestling history because they were like trying to push like the Miz it? and Sheamus yeah. and Orton. That's the worst it's ever been, you know. Mm -hmm. Besides maybe like that new generation or like around nine or some shit like that. Um, the problem with wrestling I mean, is I that was it's watching just, then. I remember. I was too, but that was a like Jeff Hardy run. No, oh, that's, that was that's, that's after. like Isaac Yankin. That's after, right? Wait, what are you talking about? When no, New Generation is like early 90s, right? New Generation is early 90s. No, no, you're, but you were saying in the... Oh, but, no, but that, that's a different... No, I was talking about two. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, 26 to... It was like... It was right before the reality era. Right. You know, like... <laughs> and after the ruthless... And after the... You know, whatever the fuck. PG. It's post like ruthless PG regression. Era, PG right. era. Like, right. But like, tail end of it. The only thing that was cool was NXT, but they... Uh, be, the NXT invasion, but they fucked that up. Right. Um, so it's not it's not the worst that ever it has been. The problem is that it's too they oh they overvalued their IPO. I feel like in yeah. the last year, like WWE has constantly they undervalue and overvalue. They never are like because it's not going to go away. Right. But they're they're always in a in a in a in a in a, in a, in a, in a uh, state of over undervaluing their their right. And they overvalued for the past year. It was the, the stock price is way too fucking high. Well, the yeah. problem is it's a, it's a TV show that is publicly traded, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like uh, we we want them to be like doing consistent storytelling and like long-term storytelling right. and like consistency week to week but they have to adhere to their stockholders and the public market they have to have quarterly reports so if it's like if something's not working 
like other shows, they have to like they have to keep going with it, or they can. They don't have right. that kind of feedback right away. But you know, they makes write Vince all season. Furious. What? Like if Vince had to deal with actual network notes, he would like blow his fucking head off. Right. So like they're just telling him the bare minimum. If you're Fox right now, the bare minimum is, hey, put all your best stars on our show. Yeah. Right. You know, like, and then the wrestlers are then resentful because they're like, now I'm getting paid the same amount to do double the work. Right. Unless in some cases that's not the case. But I think the problem is, is that it's like, why is NXT so good? Why is AEW so good? Well, why it's, it's well, AEW because, doesn't exist yet. I know right. that, but I mean, it's just like like the road to AEW. Like they're like, right. they're, everyone's like, you know, and I love all these, you know, the the, the road to double or nothing. Yeah, right? yeah well, we'll it's, talk about because it's, it's fucking fifteen. It's tiny. It's, yeah. it's just it, it, there's there should be it should be a two hour show a week, two or three hour yeah. show a week where they're 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 doing in the same week you have not even counting NXT you have main event you have two hours of SmackDown you have Raw right. that's fucking six hours well, and then, then two or five live that's seven hours of wrestling right bare minimum a week. That's how people defend WB a lot. Is they say something like, um, yeah, "Well, awesome. they yeah. got five hours. They got to do that." And you're like, "Well, they don't. That's not my fault right. that they have that many right. hours. That they're going for more of a cash grab over quality. Yeah. That doesn't mean we can't criticize them for having too much content. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, sometimes it's like a defense. It's like, well, if you had to fill three hours or you had to do it every week, I'm like." I wouldn't. That wouldn't be how I structure it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. how I, if I. I would. I know for a fact that I would go for more of a. My thought would be more on the overall quality of the show over quantity. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying I wouldn't grab money here and there. I've said stuff like I don't know if they if if uh, if. Um, if uh, Saudi Arabia dangles all this money in my face and I'm the head of a big corporation, do I say no to that? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I like to think no, but it's hard to actually well, say it's also, that. that. That was also kind of like a double standardy thing, too, because, you know, it's like our, our it's like every single every single U.S. president and government, Republican or Democrat, has done some business with Saudi Arabia. Right. Like this, like, and like them being against the war in Yemen is like the first like step in, mm-hmm. and I don't know how long where we've actually been like, all right, maybe we should fucking cut this shit out. Right. You know, like that's just, that's yeah. since, the, since the 70s that's been. But I want to, I want to actually like narrow this down to this wild card thing because I think it all ties yeah. in. Yeah. See, this episode of Raw was actually pretty fucking fire. Uh, like uh, a lot, like the first segment, we got, we got, we got AJ Rollins in like a ta- in a tag match, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. I think AJ is doing a great job. I I thought Sami Zayn had a great segment. I think Lacey Evans was like we got to see her kind of come to life. I thought Becky was like the coolest I've seen in a while. We got a new, we got a we got a. T- a WWE heavyweight championship match on Raw with Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. Like, on paper, this Raw was actually pretty good. I think what people are really, um, and and some of the matches were great. On paper, I think what frustrates people is like the same thing, like Dan, right? You do stand up. Yeah. I always equate it to this is the seeming lack, is the one thing is the transparency and the lack of control over there. Like, right. where it's like, you know when you see a, a stand-up get on stage, right? They get up there doing it. They, they get up there, they're gonna, they, the audience is excited to see them and they trust them at first, right? right. So they get a laugh, they get a pity laugh right away. Just it from depends like, on what fucking room you're doing, Yeah, but sure. right, right, right. Let's assume it's a yeah. regular room, right? Right. Uh, um, like, right, but you say something and the audience is like, oh, I'll laugh at that. Like, cool, you know what you're doing. But the, the right. second 
you know, a minute in, less than a minute in, 30, 40 seconds in, where the audience sniffs that you are not good at this, right? Or that you don't have con- enough control to do it. Then they lose trust in you, right? And then it's right. very, that's like where WWE lives a lot of the time. Well, I mean, they, that's what happened. That was the problem with this Raw is that, like, of course, Kofi and Daniel Bryan put on a barn burner and, you know, the tag match was whatever. I mean, like, but, uh, you know, you have Vince coming out. And because everybody knows the backstage politics right. of it, like, and, and they're putting Roman again in this role that he's not fitted for, right? Um, it's just very. It just felt very like. It almost felt like uh, you were watching, you know, like one of those tribute to the troop shows, like where it's like, let's have a bunch of things together, yeah. or like, 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 let's just make something up for this certain thing and showcase everybody we can rather than it having to be right. part of this story well which is great for a live show like if I was at a live show and that happened I would have fucking blown my mind right no absolutely right. live show is a whole different thing this would be an amazing live show but what I'm saying is 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 like that out of control thing it's like we know that we had the superstar shake up last week right we know that like two weeks and it's been it was pretty incoherent like what it actually means, who's choosing where anybody goes. Then some guys appeared back on their regular show right after, right? And now Vince comes out and he's like, yeah, I'm going to make a wild card. You're like, we didn't even settle in on like... What what what's going on in these new shows? They the shows don't have GMs anymore. Shane's on both shows. Becky's on both shows. So it's this thing where it's like you're acting like you're out of control. So it's hard to it's hard to laugh at you, right? It's hard to be with you because we're like, what what's happening? You're you're tossing everything. Right. We don't trust you that you have a plan and you're going anywhere because everything seems to be a ratings grab, right? That's yeah. what it, it feels like. And wrestling fans don't we don't they don't want that. They want to feel like you guys. They want to have some feeling of I'm I'm watching something that is feels important and worth my time, mm-hmm. not just like eh, it was fun. You saw some cool matches because it's has a story element to it. So they wanted to tap into some. It's not Game of Thrones, but they want some people want to watch TV for the same reason they watch Game of Thrones. Like it's going somewhere. And right. WB feels like. Sometimes they tell you they're going somewhere and you know they don't know where they're going, right? Right. Right. And then people get frustrated and they get angry. And then some people defend it by saying, yo, but you got to see AJ Styles put on like an awesome match at Rollins. And you're like, yeah, but I watch TV for more. I don't watch it just to see great matches. I'm watching wrestling because what's cool about it is that story, it has everything. And they are not nailing that other aspect. Right. You don't watch a movie just for the fight scenes. Right. That's that's an awesome awesome element to any movie, but it's not... It's not why you watch the movie. I'm sure if you, I'm sure that you could probably look back at, at movies, and if you just judge them on their fight scenes, right. that there's been some incredible fight scenes that we just completely overlook because you know the plot was so right. weak. Like, I I don't like Fast and the Furious movies that much. Like I don't get yeah. I don't get excited for them because people and people's whole argument is like what they're fun. Uh, like the action's yeah. awesome, and they're like it just tosses out all logic and blah blah blah. I'm like, well, I'm I watch for that stuff. Right. Like all the elements yeah. of why I watch something. So I know I've seen clips where I'm like, that's fucking awesome, but it's not enough to draw me in to want to see it because I'm in I'm a story person. So I raw, it's like how many times I know AJ Styles is amazing and phenomenal, as a matter of fact. Yeah, but AJ and, and Seth have basically the same gimmick right now. Right. Which is also confusing. But I think AJ's turning heel slowly. Sure, I guess, but it's like Seth is more of a natural heel. You're right. They're the, they're both they're gimmicks. We're the, the best guy. 
we're the best guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, as we saw from the AJ Nakamura feud, doesn't really work. <laughs> no, it, 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 it doesn't work. Well, what do you think about, though, then? What do you make of the fact that the storyline is exactly what you're complaining about? That Vince doesn't have control, that he's just making up this rule off the top of his head. That's the way it was conveyed, was that it was... Because uh, <clears throat> then Drew McIntyre comes out and he's like, basically says, you don't have control over your show. But uh, art, Im- art, right. art imitating life only works when life is compelling. Right. Like like when Vince was like uh, shown to be behind the Montreal screw job and this great villain, that was very compelling because, wow, there is their insidious puppet master that's... Now the story is... Vince is yeah, in, is is going through stages of dementia. Right, grandpa's slipping, and, and, yeah. and that's not like a fun like, right. like that's not a fun story to watch because it's it's like Vince is like we're fucked. Well, let's that's be kind honest. of what the story is. That story could be really good if it was deliberate. Like that that's that's the big problem with, with in my head is that like right now if their story was Shane is just like guys if Shane came out and was like look Vince is still in control but like he's making some wild decisions and you like that, set that up and then he comes out and he's like you know what. I think I'm a genius. I'm going to have a wild card idea. Right? And then he's like, we're going to have a general mutilation match. You're like, all right, Vince, Like, how do we get him out of power? And the story's getting him out of power? Then that's why people would love that. Yeah. But they don't commit to anything. It's, it's, it's the biggest, I say my thing is the biggest problem with WWE, and I think this could tie us into AEW right now, and tell me what you think about this, is I say half-assed, uh, McMahon involvement, like if when it's Steph comes in and and we know that they're they're not there week to week and we don't even know exactly what their role is or how they're manipulating it or how they're working it, they just come out and like, hey, I just I just do that and then we have no GMs anymore and the show just kind of like flows randomly. Right. Then it becomes oh, it's just a wrestling show. It's like a house show that's televised. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I think is the biggest problem. And then they just go for a week-to-week band-aids, week-to-week band-aids. Whereas, like, Cody, in these AEW videos, the the last Road to, uh, the road to uh, uh, Double or Nothing, episode 15, Cody is, ex- I'm extremely engaged in his role in that company. He's going in there, and he's Jericho sitting in his office already, knocking his nameplate off the desk. Right. And he's like, look, I know we need this guy as a company. He's our biggest star, so I got to appease yeah. him, but he's a total fucking prick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, Cody's keeping it together because he's in the head there. You're like, oh, I see Cody's role. There's his desk. You know? Right. Like, there's a lot of value in that simple that simple right. idea. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, that that I think that we'll see how that, you know— I think that's going to be one of the most interesting things to watch in AEW is that we know that Kenny, the Bucks, and Cody aren't just tremendous wrestlers, but they have sway, and they control a lot of the booking decisions, so how do they... Stop themselves from be, from uh, you know falling into the trap of becoming the Kevin Nash of it all, mm. right? Where yeah. the where the uh, wrestler gets the book. So, you know, I thought that that segment was done well. I do think that people were just kind of getting sick of the authority figure thing. Like, yeah. they probably need more than anything else is like a Jack Tunney. You know, it's like just a guy that comes out. Like Regal is Regal is a great example of that NXT. Yeah. Regal comes out. He literally just comes out to like maintain order. That's yes. it. And then he disappears. Yeah. He's not involved. In he's like, calm down, calm down. Fine. You, uh, uh, war games. And then he leaves. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all you need. <laughs> well, I, 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 I completely agree. It doesn't need to be McMahon's, and it shouldn't be. But that's why, like, let's talk about ratings boost. The last time the ratings were in the shitter. Baron Corbin was the uh, temporary GM or whatever, right? Right. 
And it was like the show actually made the most sense it's made in a long time. But the ratings were bad and they were like, oh no. And then Vince comes out as Vincey Claus the next week. And right. he came out and the, and Mc, actually McIntyre, what you're saying, now I'm remembering. <laughs> and McIntyre came out and was like, you came out here and you said a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. You said that like we're going to have new this and new that. And it was like, that was a lie. I'm like, that's why wrestling fans feel burned by the McMahons. It's like yeah. they come out and toss everything. We're vested in this. We care about this. We're giving our money and time. We're buying merch of guys and you're tossing storylines. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, Well, Vince has the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> it must be what it is, yeah. right? So anyway, uh, 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 I'm saying so the Baron Corbett thing, he had like a cool new thing going. Like Whether you like Baron Corbett or not, I said at the time, Baron Corbin was... Not the guy for the part, and he's like kind of boring, and I don't care about him. Yeah, but he was doing this thing. He's like, oh, he was playing like a mobster. He was that guy, like the, the Stephanie. They gave me power. I run this place, but I'm doing things a little dirty. He's putting himself in matches, in championship yeah. matches. You're like, oh, you know, we all know that kind of cool archetype. Yeah, of like the guy who's power hungry. It's like a Pesci. It's like yeah. a Pesci role or yeah. something. Yeah. you know. And I was like, that interests me. And then he lost to Braun Strowman in that one match or whatever, remember? Where he was Strowman, everyone wrestled for him. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, oh, he, he lost that role. So you're like, that's it. And then when Kurt Angle was the GM, he didn't give two shits, you know? Yeah. So uh, it's like, you know. Uh, and when Daniel Bryan was the GM, he went on Talking Smack and made The Miz a star. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, you know, we, we th that role really matters. And when it's Vince coming out calling him, you know, I just thought of it. Literally, his justification for wild card was, I just thought, he goes, you know what? I just thought of that. I'm a genius. <laughs> like, yeah, but that read to me as though he was like trying to cover his ass because he doesn't have control. Like, that's the way that it came across. Where oh, he's you like, think, you sh you think that like, worked for you? Yeah, where he's just like, it's obvious that he didn't just come up with that idea and that's not what's transpiring. Right. He's just like, oh, how do I take credit for this? Oh, three, uh, you know, wild card rule. Yeah. I think the show needs better structure so we know what's going on. I've said it like in terms of things where it's like, if you, if you win the title, what does that, what does that really mean for you? You know, like, does that, does that boost your, your life? Like, let's see that. Like, yeah. does that make your life better? I thought the only, we talked about that a lot. Like Jinder wins the title. He started showing up in limo. So I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. cool. It's like it, that's why you chase it. That that so more structure to the show because it's a television show. Like people invested in it like it's a television show. So I want more stuff like that personally. Um, and I think AEW. That's where they're gonna. I think they're gonna nail that because truthfully, it's it's they can do that. Like they don't have to put on a show as much as WWE does. So they can use the internet and they can um, use like these house show videos and stuff to, to kind of. Um, plant those seeds so i think that's gonna be a really cool cool thing i just think you know i just think that there's too much wrestling in wwe <laughs> there's just right. too much wwe i think that's the big problem i don't think people would have as many complaints if there was one show every week well nxt is the perfect example of that yeah. right it really just is the model like i watched an nxt episode today where all the undisputed era does is they cut one Taped promo, mm -hmm. right? You know what I'm saying. You're like that, that, you know, and and it and it had like a nice story development of uh, Adam Cole and Roddy Strong not getting along. Yeah, and you're also like, yeah, with with NXT too, you you have that element of trust. So even when there's a bad hour, you're like, ah, I know they'll turn this around. Right, right. So my other thing though, okay. So on the other side of the coin, right? So I'm saying I even understand. if it's a bit, you know, not to cut you off, but even no, if it's no. a bad hour, it at least is still like sequential from the week. 
prior. Like things are still happening and getting yeah. resolved along like a continuity line. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think like, Okay, so that, I understand people's complaints. I guess my whole thesis here is that people were coming at me, some people were coming at me from the angle of like, isn't it so bad? And some people were like, aren't fans like ridiculous? Mm -hmm. Like how overcritical they are? And I think we're all agreeing there, right? Yeah. It's not really bad. It's just frustratingly sloppy. Right. You know? Because on the other side of the coin, there's the fact that like, what's cool about WWE is it's... Where do you get like live experimental television like that? Like the the fact that like they try to they sometimes do things that doesn't work and mm -hmm. they do it on TV and you get to see that process. Yeah. So some of that is cool, but ultimately more character development, more long-term storytelling is like the answer. And I think like this Bray Wyatt thing I think is going to pay off, I think. The Firefly Funhouse I thing. Hope so. Um I don't know where are we at on that Firefly Funhouse, Dan. What do you I, think? I, 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 in the beginning, I thought this was going to be a fucking nightmare, but um, I like it. You know, I'm I'm interested to see where it where it where it goes. Uh, you know, I think that the big problem is <laughs> it, it, we just need a larger than life star right now, and there isn't one. Mm -hmm. You know, Cena was the closest that we had in a while. Dan O'Brien's the best wrestler on the planet, and then he's great at playing whatever role that you want him to play. Yeah. But you just, like... He really is, about, like, can do anything. Yeah, he can do anything. He can literally do anything. But he's like, you have to like wrestling. You know, like, right. you forget do. that. You have to like wrestling to like Daniel... Like, to, to be attracted to Daniel Bryan, right. like, in, in that sense. Like, you, you already have to be on board. So you need somebody that's going to bring outside eyes on it. And that's... That's what people forget. There was a lot of bullshit that happened during the Attitude Era, and there's a lot of bullshit where, we, you know, when Austin left, and it was like The Rock versus the Corporation, and like Triple and and Triple H and McMahon and that whole nonsense. They were kind of doing the similar, like similar kind of booking that we did right now, because this was after the Corporation versus Stone Cold. So they were, but the reason that it still was on fire is that you had The Rock, right? You know, right. and then you had people who were wrestling fans that were like, "Oh, I, I'm fucking sick of the Rock. Hopefully, they give this guy his undercard. Like, hopefully, they give Rob Van Dam a shot. <laughs> right. You know, like so. Right. And 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 you create myths of people because they're not being used us. They don't have any stars. They don't have any huge stars. No, right it's now. the biggest problem. Wrestling is it's better true. than it's ever been. Actually, wrestling, and then star power mm. is way lower than I can ever and think I, of. I think it's probably because they're not. It's too scripted. They're not letting them. I, I don't think it's the guys. I think it's that they're they're you can like Drew McIntyre does the best scripted WWE promo you're ever going to see because yeah. it's like that's the best you can do something that's given to you. Yeah, you know he like puts all his umph into He's it. Great. No matter how generic it is, he tries to make it special. But it's still sometimes most more times than not it's a generic promo. Yeah, it's very and, generic, and 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 that's not his fault. No, so I think like they really have to just. I mean, I hate to say this because I make my fucking living as a writer for the most part, but uh, you know, you kind of gotta let 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 flair be flair, man. You gotta like, yeah. you, you just gotta unscript it and see what crazy shit happens, and the people that'll sink to the bottom of the ocean will sink. But then there's gonna be a lot of crazy surprises. Yeah, I was yeah. just gonna say that would actually that would the the sinking to the bottom is the most necessary because it's like we have to see like who is who has the charisma to actually do this versus who can just read the lines, uh, you know, dead faced, right. Do, yeah, like was Austin three sixteen scripted? I actually don't know the answer to that. No, I thought it was like somebody gave him that line. Oh, I think, it? but like it was. They I've seen the whole him promo. talk about it. 
Right. But I think somebody gave him that line. But like that promo wasn't scripted to like talk about like you sit there thumping yeah. your Bible, talk about your Psalms, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, John 316, Austin 360. Like that moment, the Suplex City uh bitch moment, these come from guys who are like really comfortable up there. Like they yeah, know yeah. that like they're not yeah. gonna they have the hammer brought it down to them, you know, for misspeaking or whatever. But you that's, know that's true. You can't you can't do promos scared, and I and I think get these hands was off the cuff. You it, know what I mean? It's and it's fucking hard. Like it's hard to memorize, you know. And I, I don't do like I hardly ever audition anymore. But like I, I you know I like majored in theater. I did all this mm. shit, and it was like it was hard for me to memorize stuff. So you're asking somebody, yeah. you know, who has never had to memorize anything until their mid twenties, right? To like memorize promos. And certainly some people will do it and they'll excel in it like a Cena or a Jericho. But for the most part, you're asking people to to do something that they've never done before right. on top of being athletically gifted. Just let them fucking talk how they normally talk. Right. But that's right. why stars aren't bullet points. every generation in pro wrestling because it's, the, it's such a unique uh, skill and you need to wear so many crowns of talent. Like The Rock really is like, it's again, I've said this a million times, like The Rock... The fact that The Rock could be so fantastic at pro wrestling in every aspect of it means he's groomed already to be a star in every other aspect of right, life. Right, right. Because it just it checks every single box. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you get a guy um, like like the Cena's, these guys they come around. They're not, they're not gonna. You're not gonna have them all the time. No. It's just it's such a unique skill set. Yeah, but I think you would have one, at least one every generation if you really just. Kind of just like you know, took the training wheels off. There's and no doubt in my mind that like they shouldn't be getting they because they don't even get bullet points now. They get a script. They get yeah. an actual script, like fucking final draft. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like that's insane to give to these guys who are like backstage lubing themselves up, shaving off their pubic We're, hair, yeah, and worried about fucking, whether or not they're going to paralyze somebody. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. You know? And then you're giving them like a a, a, a pay, it's crazy. Anyway, we got to cash in on uh, the description here is wild card rule and Firefly Funhouse. Right. I feel like let's hit that. What's up, Cow Nation? That's the wrong one, but I'll play that too. Hey, Cow Nation, what's going on? This is Braddy Mac, the producer. Yeah, this Jabroniac, guy always has the right topics. And I got to cash in about uh, two uh, matters regarding the past week of wrestling. Um, number one is uh, wild card um, rule. If that's ongoing, I guess uh, Survivor Series uh, cannot be the one night a week when uh, Raw faces uh, SmackDown. Um, the one time a year, I should say. Got him. And also, um, I dug how um, Finn Balor was in uh, Ireland. Maybe with this kind of a shakeup, they can find a uh, week off here and there for wrestlers, which is a good quality of life thing for uh, for the superstars. Um, number two is uh, Firefly uh, Funhouse with Bray Wyatt. SmackDown, it's a terrible choice to show the audience looking at the footage. Um, there's nothing for them to pop for, especially since it's been seen the night before on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. No, that's and been a problem. And so um, it just kind of, I think it sags down the overall um, segment on uh, Tuesdays. They should not show the audience. Uh, All right, cheers <sighs> up. Good stuff. Bless you, bless you. Yeah, I mean, okay, this is a good point. Let's talk about this Firefly uh, Funhouse quick. Anything, I didn't really like, this one I didn't like look for the little things in it. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of just like enjoying it or whatever. But uh, 
What do you, I mean? Uh, uh, anything? Like you know, I'm interested to see where it goes. I think it's going to be like a thing where we're seeing that Bray is undergoing some sort of like therapy, right? And what we're seeing in his is what's in his head. It's like how it's like a Vanilla Sky type of situation, right? It's like all a dream to him. It's like the Firefly Funhouse is how he's dealing with his demons. That's right. just my guess as to where this is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, you know, I'm a little bit like he's also dressed exactly like me in 2004. So I, <laughs> I appreciate that. Right. Uh, so he said, like, it's okay to be violent because you'll be fully, you'll be forgiven or something like that. Yeah. A line like that, I thought was pretty cool. And then he, uh, um, uh, he had like all the kids there with like blank stares, which I thought was pretty funny. See yeah. where it goes. Uh, I want to talk about. I want to. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about uh, Lacey Evans for a second. I, I I'm like all in on Lacey Evans. I, I think I'm I'm pretty excited for this gimmick. I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. I think she has some fine tuning to do for it. But the fact that like she sent the other women in the division to her match, invited them to her match with uh, with like letters that she that she scented. She had scented invitations, she said, to the other women's division. It smelled like peach cobbler. And she said there should be formal ringside tire acquired. It required? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I think that's fucking funny. Yeah. I, I think mean, Arcade Fire used to do that for their performances, too. They did? They had one thing where they wanted people to come like in formal attire, and oh. everyone was like, fuck you. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, I love this, and to be a complete, total fucking dork, yeah. uh, this is a great example of what we talk about, about yeah. like the game of like a wrestler, where it's like, yeah. if her game is that she's a real lady, then it's true that she would send invitations to her, to her match, that they would be scented, that there would be these stipulations. So they're really kind of like, they're playing out the logic of like her. Like, if this is true, what else is true? Exactly. Like, right? Like a basic improv rule or whatever. Right. That's like, yeah. nev- the stuff that never happens in wrestling where it's like, hey, let's go. Like, her, her gimmick, it's great. And she invited them all. I thought her promo was uh, was pretty was pretty solid. And then she had a, a great ball with, but she's making Becky look good. Yeah. Like that's how I'm. That's how I'm gauging it. Is that when Becky comes out, people are like excited to see her beat the shit out of Lacey. You know, I think it's pretty good. Her job's to get Becky over, yeah. right? And she's mega jacked, which is awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I'm into the gimmick. Uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Sammy Zayn. Uh, Sammy Zayn's promo. Did you see it, Dan? Did you see it? I Jane? did. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think about what he's doing? And what would you call it? I don't know, man. He just seems like a guy going through a middle life crisis. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, he's either he's either going through a midlife crisis. I mean, that's definitely that. And then he also, I feel like he also is like, kind of being like an annoying liberal, also, like a yeah. like or like I, uh, I don't liberal is not the word I want, but he's like uh, millennial, uh, millennial, right? Yeah, yeah. It's well, like he's not that. like doing like the David Starr gimmick or anything. No, 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 no. And he's not doing like that. You could argue is more even what Daniel Bryan is doing, but it is kind of yeah. like isolating a behavior of like he's like a. I want to just say he's like a, a a millennial troll or something, or like a or right. like one of those people who's like, fuck. How do you describe it? But it's very yeah. It's very clear to me. Well, I think what's happening is that he's the things he's saying are true about the about the fans right. and. They did. They haven't connected it to like a point of view. So all we're getting is he's having fun and it's coming across natural because he probably a little bit feels this way. Uh, but they haven't connected it to a character, so we don't know what his deal is. He's just right. talking shit. Right. Uh, but it. But I feel like the cool thing is uh, he's saying toxic and stuff like that, which is like dog whistles for like millennial liberal millennials. 
Yeah, but I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. he said uh, like you're t- you have a toxic ego, right? All that. Yeah, stuff. toxic is like millennial. I think it's how millennials and then you talk have like down uh, to the to like the baby boomers. Yeah. <laughs> then you have what's his fucking name? Uh, you have Braun Strowman coming out like when his Instagram feed is just here's a new weapon killing a yeah. new animal <laughs> yeah, 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 every yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, but Zane, he, he, here he, I am at Metal Storm testing out the grenade launchers. You're <laughs> like, this isn't a thing. <laughs> and Metal Storm, like, everyone does that every week. That's yeah. so funny. He's like, man, if you're in the market for a grenade launcher, you should, you should really check out Metal Storm. <laughs> now, this, this one's automatic. <laughs> Sends a sheet of grenades at people <laughs> 350 yards away. Ooh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does all his whole Instagram is just guns and yeah. and Jack. Yeah, I kind of love eating it. Eating giant like yeah. uh, Stegosaurus fucking sized. Uh, Remember ribs. when like that old they had that Tinder profile service from him like years ago? Which yeah. is like I love eating steaks and lifting weights. <laughs> it was. I mean, and then I think I, I think I, I saw this heavy machinery's like, probably yeah. It was like him in a cave. And, was like him I and, say like, that and like back in the day, I used me shaking Jimmy Fallon's hand as my like dating pro, like oh, one of my pictures. Yeah. Like you know, it's like we've all whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> like he knows Fallon. I better fuck this guy. He knows Fallon. He met Just Fallon. The shit. He met Fallon. Top guy. Um, but Zane had a funny moment where he was talking to Kofi Kingston on SmackDown, where he was like, "Listen, Kofi, I love you." Yeah. <laughs> Did you know what I said? He said that. Yeah. He was like, "Look, look, look, listen, I love you." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> it was, it's so strange to hear "I love you" in pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like Kofi was like, "Oh, what?" And he was just trying to convince him, like, "Don't give away title shot to AJ. Give it to me." Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Kofi's thought, promos have gotten a lot better. Way better. I think he's doing a great job. I do too. My only thing is like. Is it just me or does he have like sleepy eyes? Yeah, uh, at he, times, yeah, he does. like he does. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't like. He still has like this relaxed <laughs> fucking thing. Very where, chill. Like, yeah. like his promos are really good now, but I'm like, just like I don't know, just fucking. <laughs> Alert your eyes just for a second. Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, That's he, like there was that one, I forget his name. He was like a music critic for Rolling Stone and he was talking about R.A.M. And he was like, I love your music, but like, he's like, press down on the guitar when you play. Like, give me something. Kofi has Kurt Loder eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of MTV Drew. He really does. He has like sleepy eyes. I'm yeah. more of a Tabitha Soren mark <laughs> uh, myself, but. Um, no, Matt Pinfield, social respect here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old, old Matty P. Uh, he was on my plane <laughs> recently. That's it. There's nothing to that. Yo, so... Um, As an attendant, or... Yeah, he was the attendant. Yeah, he was the attendant. Yo, Daniel Bryan put out this promo. Um, that It's a WWE.com exclusive. I don't know if you saw it, Dan, where he was... Oh, the tag division one? Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, that was pretty badass. I thought that was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. And uh, a real, like, signal to AEW, too, I thought. Because his old... He came out and he... At, first off, the question to him was, I gotta ask you, because they're the tag champions now. He's like, you and Rowan, I gotta ask you, those titles, they're made out of leather. Uh, you gonna change them? And then he's like, is that a joke? <laughs> a lot of jokes. A lot of jokes happening in this division. He's yeah. like, first off, of course I'm gonna change that. <laughs> and then, and then, so that's great. Just confirm right away. We're gonna get hemp, hemp eco-friendly tag titles. Hell yeah. And then he's just like, you know what? We had a women's revolution. You know what? Now it's time for the tag team revolution. And then he's he's on. He's like yelling. It's like a ten out of ten yelling the whole time. And he looks fucking insane. And he's got Rowan there. It's like the the perfect way. It always has worked. Is Daniel Bryan with a with a huge guy? Yeah. yeah. It always right. just works. You yeah. know. Because uh, he's so little, and he's just there. Just like, we're gonna have a tag team, but we're gonna headline 
WrestleMania. We're going to bring some respect to the tag division uh, as tag. And you're like, oh, cool. That's a perfect way to go. And it's exactly what yeah. the Young Bucks message was. Is that we're right. going to, you know, and it's like, smart. That's smart. Take your biggest and star there was no one else guy. to. But I thought they were going to do something, and they they surprised me because they went the better option. I thought they yeah. were going to do like Shane and uh, Elias or something, mm-hmm. but I'm glad they went this way because yeah. it instantly makes it more important. Yeah, they can hold those titles for like a year. If they, Absolutely, they can, they can make them really cool. Yeah, uh, not to mention they're going to be made out of hemp. <laughs> cannot wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I got to tell you that the it's in my. Every time I go to WWE shop, which is daily, <laughs> uh, I um, uh, do you buy a lot of merch, Dan? I, I think they should be made out of like cardboard straws. Yeah, that'd be great. Did I, you? Ever I, hear? I have to stop. I mean, I, I I was, and I I think I forgot the you last got a wedding coming up. It's like I forgot the last shirt that I bought. Um, but I, I don't think I can get any more. I know that I'll get when I go to Double or Nothing. I'll buy something. But yeah, you'll pick something up there. That's awesome. Um, but. Uh, and you're going to Double Nothing, and you're doing some shows there, right? I'm doing Funch's show. I'm doing the roast, and then I think I'm like helping with. Like, I'm doing like a panel. I'm not. I'm not moderating it. You're but roast I'm to like, Ric Flair, bro. Don't undersell roast to yourself. Roast Ric Flair. That's right. Yeah. Very oh, dope. Man. But it's not. I'm not moderating it or anything. But I guess I'm like helping out in some way for the Dustin Rhodes panel. Awesome. I'm not sure exactly what that entails, but I'll that's gonna be awesome. Check those shows out. They're on the schedule there. Uh, um. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, oh, merch. I got the Daniel Bryan. Uh, have you ever seen him shoot, talk about uh, work, talk about the title, like how he created the title? Yeah. Like yeah. in character. Have you seen that? I he forget. He's like, that title is like, he's like, it's made out of naturally fallen birch wood <laughs> that I've collected. <laughs> and like, and like, he's like, and turquoise from like, un, uh, like a uh, natural, like a uh, uh, completely unaltered uh, turquoise reserve or whatever, <laughs> whatever the fuck he says. And he's like, that's how I made it. And he's like, WB's manufacturing it and it makes me sick to my stomach. You know, <laughs> it's so good. I, 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 I can't even. It's like one. So anyway, I got that title, the replica one. You it's, bought it? No, it's three ninety. No, no, no. It's three. It's four hundred dollars. Three hundred ninety nine. And it's in. It's in my. It's in the cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bought it. Yeah. You get no. the emails like, "Hey, notice you got something in your cart." Man. I can't. It's too reckless of a purchase. I yeah, can't do it's it. Too but reckless of a purchase. Man, man, oh man, do I want to own that thing? And I will regret not buying it. Well, just keep it in the keep it in the cart until they do like the inevitable forty percent off belts. I don't think they're going to. I think it's a limited run. I don't if think- you and Jamie ever get a divorce, it's going to be the saddest <laughs> separating of stuff. Oh, yeah, it's just going to be. <laughs> You're just putting belt upon belt into a box and action figures. Yeah. And, her, and her going, Dan, I don't want this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you keep whatever it. you it's want. Like when no, Schwartz it. shuts yeah. down, you know? Like, You're like, no, take the belts. I know they mean a lot. No, I never <laughs> wanted these. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, like, trying to give her, the, give her the shield vest? Yeah, I don't want to fight. You can take the Roman Reigns vest. <laughs> fine, fine. You know what? You can have two of my commander decks. <laughs> like two of my <laughs> sound of the car door clicking shut as she pulls She's out like, of the yeah, I'll just take the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Dennis, and you can keep literally everything else. <laughs> oh man. But uh um but Daniel Bryan literally was like, I've been out in solitude. Yeah, oh, I love that. It's so fucking, everything he does is so good. I, I, sometimes when I'm watching Daniel Bryan, I'm like, is he the only guy on the roster who really gets wrestling? I mean, you know, when yeah. I interviewed Cole Cabana, I say it all the time. We were talking about Daniel Bryan, and he was just like, that guy can get anything over. Like, yeah. those guys are just like, 
uh, you know, like, and it is just, he really is just like, he sees the Matrix. Like, he's like Neo or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, he, like, just sees it. You know, like, it just, it's the only time great. you almost saw him break was at that uh, the Hall of Fame, like when yeah. they started booing him, and you saw that like like a glimpse of a smile coming on his face, yeah. and he caught it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was like, because uh, you could see like that moment of like, holy shit, I just created a new champ. Right. Like I just got, I I, I just became the ultimate villain in this promotion yeah. after being the ultimate face. I am the best wrestler on the fucking planet. He, he really is great. By, by the way, during his match, before the match started, Cole, the, the title shot on Raw, Cole was like, it's our first true title shot on Raw. Like, admitting, yeah. like, the other times they were, you knew they were going to schmoz. I felt like, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like, it was like kind of this thing where you're like, hey, you know, we've had them before, but you knew they were bullshit. Right. Like, you you guys knew, this one's an actual, like, trying anything. Yeah. Like, this one's a, this one he might win. This one he might actually win. We actually thought about this one. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, um, other thing. Wait. Oh. Oh, I, I want to play this cash in quick. What's up, Cow Nation? This is Trevor, a.k.a. the Kansas City Kid. And I'm just calling in regards to the recent perceived heel turn by Dan Black. I'm a huge fan. I hope it's not true. I just want to say that even if you are fat or even if you are out of shape, doesn't mean you're a loser. You can be jacked. You can be fat. We're all good people. Cheers up. Love the podcast. Love what you guys do. Bye. All right. So I want. I played this one. Or, uh, I heard this one before. I want to address this, by the way. So right. if, anyway, if you follow me on my Instagram, at Dan Black Attack, I'm posting some goofy... Um, Instagram uh, workout <laughs> posts and videos and pictures where I'm uh, kind of uh, I have poking fun at like that whole fitness culture of like you gotta wake up at 1 a.m. Oh, yeah, in the morning and you like like I have a thing with my I'm working out with class ball and then like, I'm, like I do like a burpee jump on a bench then she punches me in the face yeah. and you're like you gotta get hit in the face to remember you could do better because I kind of think like some of that some of that culture is like ridiculous and yeah. kind of like it was that scares was people so, away from that fitness. was so funny that buzz but I also was resentful because I'm like he's still up at eight oh six. Actually, that was the other thing. I was like, should I have done this later in the day? Yeah, yeah. I was like, maybe pretty good. I was like, maybe someone will think it's PM, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, 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 that's hilarious, dude. You had the exact thought. I was like, I hope nobody thinks that. And they're like, everyone's thinking. Yeah. Everyone Just ruin your night. <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 yeah. But still, like. Uh, there's still like uh, like the rock you know what I mean like I love it it's amazing they live that way but you're like how much of this is cape and like how much of this is actually the rock is all fucking true yeah, yeah. I know. that's the thing I know I love but those guys are in such shape that they can just fall asleep wherever too so right. they have they have a different sleeping schedule. right that's so true but like the there's point nothing is, there's no the fact that they ate fucking carbs that day doesn't isn't like matter. keeping them awake because yeah. it's not rushing through their body right. like, yeah the point is there's no heel turn here you could say my attitude hasn't changed or anything this is just I'm guys I'm a comedian I know I'm a wrestler here I'm the cow heavyweight champion which is something that I take extremely seriously especially with this idiot on the Facebook page Comedians Wrestling Facebook page by the way if you're not on a Facebook page join the Comedians Wrestling Facebook page talk about wrestling at 4, four in, in the morning, morning. Uh, there's just some masked idiot <laughs> named Cow Hunter who yeah. keeps threatening me and stuff on there right. no I did not forget that I, what did you say right yeah I heard yeah, about this you heard about that right yeah yeah the guy attacked you yeah he attacked me in here we had the from the camera over there for the CCTV it's on my Instagram do we have any idea who this could be 
I, we have no proof or anything. There's theories, but none of them are yeah. substantiated. That's why we have the security outside the door. You see now, right. like where the, the UCB gave us a security detail from just, which just honestly, it's just Chitty. He's yeah. over here. We could probably get in trouble from doing it, but he cares a lot about the title. Right. But anyway, so the point is that, like, I take that real seriously. That I'm like the cow champion, but also I'm still a comedian guy. So I was having fun on my Instagram there. Yeah. And uh, no, I encourage everybody. And I think one thing we were talking about in this podcast, I think we'll get into is like, me and Newman have went through some transformations here <laughs> in our like in our lives a little bit, and we don't talk about it at all. Yeah. If you want to talk about being healed, you listen every week, and we don't talk about it at all. Maybe we'll start talking a little bit about it. Yeah, I recently lost like you lost like twenty five pounds, more like forty. You wow. have you have lost weight. Yeah, yeah. You look like a different guy. Oh, thank you. You thought we got a different guy. For a second there, I was like, like "What's changed?" Well, I was since like, you moved from LA, fat. Right. <laughs> yeah. and I still am. Uh, yeah, like 110 pounds over the last five years. Holy shit! Yeah, it's fucking crazy. You lost that much weight. Yeah, we got to start talking about. It. Like, yeah. see, uh, we, that, five that, years is good. You don't want to lose that weight in one year, and then you look like a fucking candle <laughs> when you take your shirt off. <laughs> Like I'm wearing like one half of like a mascot's yeah. uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm from the waist down, Philly fanatic. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk about a couple, two more things quick, and then we'll hit a couple of cash ins, and then we'll be out of here. What do you say, fellas? Let's do it. What do you say? What do you say? Okay, okay. Can we cut that out? No. All right. Well, that's in. He's watching. <laughs> that's in the pod. Unfortunately, unfortunately, on that's in the pod. Anyway, so. Um, uh, so Shane attacked Roman Reigns. So what do we think about this whole Roman Reigns thing? Um, I think you kind of alluded to it. I feel like Shane is starting to get my juices going. Yeah. I'm starting to be like Shane's performances. You're talking about you were talking about sleepy eyes. Shane right. has just been like on like sleepy fist. On, on, <laughs> yeah, on like auto. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, his fists are not sleeping. They're very fast. Yeah, they're very fast, but they're not punches. The best, <laughs> no, it's, best pure striker. It's like tickling you. His yeah. punches yeah. are like <laughs> tickles. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, from a weird uncle. But uh, so, but Shane uh, has a feud, feud going on. Roman with the is Roman is like the quintessential sleepy eyes. Oh yeah, like forever. Roman Reigns, man. Finn too. I, Finn I gotta has, tell you, I Finn realized today that eyes. Finn Balor has Steve Buscemi eyes. Permanent oh my Steve God, Buscemi. Right. He's like hot Permanent Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah. Who has... I, that is... I I'm just thinking about how many pe- wrestlers have sleepy eyes, and it really now fucks with you. Oh, you're right. I love when a nose I mean, just probably, hits the Google. They're probably all exhausted. No, I thought you were talking about sleepy eyes. No, 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 no. No, I'm trying to think of, like, who doesn't. Yeah. Cena doesn't. No. No. Um... I mean, Rollins has sleepy eyes. Big E doesn't. Ziggler doesn't have them. Bailey has sleepy eyes. Bailey has sleepy eyes. I mean, I would call them dead eyes, but yeah. because they're sleepy. Uh, that's called smoky eye. Okay. <laughs> Rollins doesn't. You're right. Uh, Rollins. No. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I guess not. No. But um, Rob Van Dam is probably the quintessential sleepy eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But you see him before he smokes. Yeah. He's got a huge eyes. Yeah, like anime I would say this is my first week where they showed on SmackDown, they showed like a, like a like a three minute Roman Reigns tribute video where I was like, oh no, it's happening again. Oh. Do you know what I mean? It was my first week. It's like, guys, look, look at all. They show him winning at the Rumble in 2015. You're like, they don't acknowledge that the audience booed. <laughs> yeah. And then they show him winning the title at 32. And then they show 33 him retiring the Undertaker. Like anyone like that match. And you're like, no, like no, no, it's happening again. Yeah. They're they're telling me how great. Are you Reigns skipping is. Mania this year? What? Are you going to skip Mania this year or are you going to go no. again? 
You got to go. TDIT, bro. Touch it down in, ta- touch it down in Tampa. Of course I'm going. Do you think I'm skipping Mania? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I have to convince Jamie to let me go. But it's good. Jamie, I just got to go to April uh, 8th, uh, 2020. I can't, I'm not around that weekend. I'm not around, I'm not around that weekend. I'm booked out. I'm booked out. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go to Tampa. But I, I'm never gonna skip a mania that's in some shit town like Tampa. Oh, I mean, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Him. I'm sorry. But like, I mean, a small town. Like, uh, I can't take that back. But like Tampa, where it's like mania is truly gonna take over. Right. Like right. You, you will not be able to go any. You won't be able to sit in a restaurant in Tampa without seeing a mark. Right. Oh, you of know, course. Like, New Orleans. And even if they're not, they'll look like a mark because it's Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three out of the five boxes are checked already. Well, how many wrestlers live in Tampa? What percentage of Tampa is wrestlers? 50%? 50% of wrestlers? Or aspiring wrestlers? Or uh, uh, I almost, I mean, I know for a fact, I think uh, Roman Reigns lives in Tampa. Of course. They all yeah. do because of the tax. Oh, taxes. Because yeah. oh, yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they live there because... Like, why pay any taxes? You're not even at your house, right? right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although they still have to, they still have to pay taxes because they, they, you know, they perform in so many cities. Well, I actually, they're 10.99, right? So, uh, whatever. Yeah. Let's not. That's listen. We don't want to make this boring. Listen, okay, let's we're too dumb to tackle this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, let's, <laughs> let's do it anyway. <laughs> Uh, but I was actually, I'm saying, like, talk about this week, the excitement. AJ was fucking cool this week. I was into the Miz, Shane stuff, him sitting out there waiting. Strowman throwing Zane in the dumpster. I'm into, like, that's when I like Strowman, who's throwing people in dumpsters. Yeah. And I like that. By yeah, the way, he's looking jacked. He's yeah. looking jacked up. I can't, his body is crazy it's to me. Yeah. So, How he's able to do that. It's so scary when someone his size gets lean. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is happening He's here? a machine. He got yeah. so jacked to beat up Colin Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he came out too with his fucking, with his shirt off, he was yeah. like, yeah, look at this shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you think that, I've been thinking about showing one thing I'm respecting about him, and I feel <gasps> like, uh, bless you, I feel like he's, what's going on with him, if I had to guess, is like, He's like, I haven't won the title, and he's a guy who's like, that's my fault. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's like, I sh- I had my run, and he's like, I, c- I could go one of two ways right now, which is like, I could get defeated, or I can lean in further and like do what McIntyre did, but without getting fired for a couple years. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like Strowman, you see it in him where he's like, I'm going to take what's mine. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm kind of like inspired by, like, I see something in Strowman where I'm like, I really respect this fucking guy. He really is the guy. Because yeah. I said, I've talked about this interview I saw with The Miz. Uh, I heard this interview with The Miz uh, on, a po- on a podcast a long time ago where he uh, he was being interviewed. I don't remember who it was. Maybe he was like, fuck, I, I don't remember where it was. But um, he, they were like, they were like, how do you feel about your place in the company? He was like, look, for a long time, I'll be honest, I wasn't happy with a lot of the stuff I was getting. And I've completely changed my attitude where I'm like, I appreciate every moment I get of TV time. Any angle I get, I go, how do I make this the best it can be? Right. And then you're like, now look where Miz is. Yep. He's one of the top guys, arguably the top guy in the company of like, in terms of TV time or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, he's always entertaining. I don't know why they don't give him a good shirt, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Separate talk is a bad piece of merch. You know, and I was like, that attitude is like real it's real right it works especially in the wrestling industry and to see someone like him and gender a couple of these guys 
and McIntyre actually execute. It works in life in general. Yeah, it I does. Know, I, you know, you know what it would work though if everyone had that attitude, then it wouldn't work. Right. Because there still has to be a loser. Oh yeah. yeah. Because the then, implication is that everyone else, everyone else, is, uh, everyone everyone else isn't is, doing anything. Yeah, that's the whole thing about the secret. The whole, the whole, the whole thing is like everyone else is miserable in life. Right. If you're just happy. You'll be like, you know, the secret has a built-in like losers capitalist system right, right, yeah, right. within there because they're like yo you're getting this you're getting this, you're you you're miserable right but if you just push through pretend you're not miserable or maybe even think <laughs> maybe even convince yourself you're this or help yourself by working out and get your serotonin going Dude, or whatever fucking somebody no who read the secret that. No. no one's somebody doing somebody who read the secret would literally be the worst suicide hotline <laughs> operator in the world she's like no you're not depressed you just think you're depressed <laughs> Do you have a vision board? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should try a vision board. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, Newman, I'd be uh, I'd be a fool if I didn't ask you what you thought of Alistair Black's promo this week. Uh, we're getting there, man. It's like this one's more concise. Uh, now he's moved on, right? He's now he's he's not talking about himself. He's talking about how he's you know he's there to uh, absolve people of their sins and then acknowledge his own sins and then. Also absolve his own sins through victory, so he's gonna like absolve that's, your sins by beating you. Yeah, that's what I like. And I'm gonna absolve my sins by beating you. I love the justification of like this is my thought process. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen this yeah. before, to be honest. Where he's like, here's what I stand for. This is my thing. I'm bigger than all this. Blah blah blah. But I channel that all. I think the best way to get my mission across. Is by professional wrestling. Is <laughs> by, by professionally works, wrestling other dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that is the <laughs> and beating them. But he's like literally. He's like the whole thing. He's like, I believe in the serpent god and the power, <laughs> the, yeah. power the power of inner thought and purpose and Buddhism or whatever. And he's like, but I think yeah. he's like, and the way that I can fully get that across is by three hits on a mat <laughs> from a man yeah. in a striped yeah. shirt. I am <laughs> or whatever like as that. I, as I bend the knee to the basilisk, <laughs> the ancient Sumerian yeah. god of madness. All I need to hear is a one, two, three. But he's, yeah, he's essentially like a like the Bray Wyatt gimmick working. Uh, yeah, right. But, because but a he's face, like this face like version, right? Yeah, I don't know what he's going to be, but it's like, ooh, I'm spooky, but I'm grounded in reality. Like I'm right. still trying to win a belt. Right. Bray never made any sense. I thought Bray would have made sense if he had won that fucking world title and set it on fire. No, but like none man. of it made any sense. No, no, because that was the Bray Wyatt. The way to make Bray Wyatt work was to make him like the Joker. Of yeah, wrestling. exactly. But they they kind of never went. Yeah, he fully. needed to be like a, a full on cancer, and like Vince should be like, I don't know what to do about him. He's separate from all these storylines. Like that's what to do with him. And they still need that role. It could have been Shinsuke. It could like there's a couple guys that probably could have done something like that. It, you know, maybe Shinsuke. Maybe I don't know. Shinsuke Dean, could still be the Dean. biggest star in the world right now if it was an hour show a week right <laughs> you know like, no, he, I, here's my booking on Shinsuke always is like I always want him to be like he doesn't show up to matches like he barely like cares to be there like yeah, he's in the back like painting Captain Marvel yeah 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 like he just appears fucks people up and then leaves right like I, like that something like that and they're like he really is like I'm here like just for money or whatever but then when he fights like people die in one second yeah you know what I mean he's like he's like I'm retired be awesome if Shinsuke's like I'm retired every match he retires <laughs> he was, every like match Wolverine is like I'm retired like, he's just like drinking beer and then he gets in there and does one headbutt I would love that uh, okay let's hit a couple cash and then we'll get out of here uh, just quick all right Ready. What's up, Dan? What's up, Newman? Uh, Cheers up. Cheers up. in real quick. Uh, I just want to talk about Ali and the uh, Andrade. 
match they had on SmackDown. More, more not about the match, but more about how I feel like Ali has been getting over. For the past three weeks, Ali has not had any crowd reaction whatsoever. I feel like he needs... I feel like the name change really hurt him. Uh, same with Andrade. Because uh, when Andrade comes out, I, I personally, I mean, I speak Spanish, so I love it when he speaks Spanish and he talks shit in Spanish. That, that, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but when he just says, like, his name at the end of his promo shoot, it's just not that good, man. He needs to say Cien Almas. Like, if he says that, it would make it perfect. I just I just hope to give him their name back because it would really help both of them. Can I respond to this? Tremendously, yeah. Yeah. I feel. But uh, that's just my opinion, you know. Ali needs to make some promos on TV time because I feel like that would really, really, really help him get over. That promo he had before the match was good. Um, anyways, uh, cheers up, Yoga. Cheers up. Oh, shit. All right, I mean, cut up. But yeah, what were you Vince saying, McMahon has a learning disability. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give him more than one word, yeah, whether right. it's Cesaro. I don't even, it doesn't even fucking matter what ethnicity it is. It could be Swedish. Right. It could be fucking South American. Like, it could be, what? Oh, that's not a nationality. That's a continent. But, uh, you know, like, it doesn't matter. Just give him, he can't, he can't remember Mustafa. He can't right. remember uh, Antonio, Antonio Cesaro. He can't, he just can't do it. Can't remember the yeah. drifter. It's Elias. Yeah, yeah. He can't. He cannot. He he cannot. He's like, well, how are they, how are they supposed? I can only remember one name. How are they supposed <laughs> right. to? And it's like because they're not fucking seventy four years old and right. have lived on nothing but protein shakes and cocaine for the last thirty years. Absolutely, but it's also like I think that that was something that I was thinking about when I I, I remember when they shortened Andrade's name. I was kind of like, well, aren't. I'm not, I, I, you know, and I'm not, uh, he's Mexican, right? Yes. I'm not Mexican, uh, but I feel like the, something felt culturally off about shortening that name. Yes. Like, I feel like. I understand getting rid of, like, the middle name. You know like what I mean? Andre like, right. Cien Almas feels Ad, like, it Adrian, felt like culturally. Even if it was Adrian Almas, that would make sense. Right. You know, like, but you're getting rid of. Well, Nobody he kind of confirmed that for me when he was like, you have to hear the CNN album. There was something about that that like really neutered his whole like vibe to me. Yeah. Like I in, know, yeah, I, I 100% right. agree. Like Andrade could just be like some white guy. You know, you know what I mean? Like it could be like anybody. I don't know. It just feels like whatever. Uh, you yeah. know, it's missing that. And the same with like Mustafa Ali, like you lose Mustafa, which I thought was... Andrade sounds like somebody... That Hank Azaria plays in a Ben Stiller movie. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, like it's like, oh my God, where's Andrade with the sea yeah, salt? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. Then here yeah, comes yeah. like a vaguely homophobic character. <laughs> I'm thinking of Birdcage. Yeah, yeah. He's always like, I fall down. Like, when I wear shoes, I fall down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't wear shoes. They make me fall down. That's the line. All right. Um, uh, 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 all right. One more. <laughs> Hey, yo, it's me. It's me. It's the Puerto Rican drink. <laughs> Calling it a potato. I, you know, lately, the segments on Raw have given me hope, given me life. The backstage segment, some of the videos, the vignettes. I mean, I think we're finally getting a wrestling show and not a show about wrestling. The wild card, although it's a bit convoluted, is still great. One of the highlights for me was on SmackDown where the Usos mentioned that 
their their cousin Roman said it was his yard and they're welcome anytime. So you got to get your listeners to be concise. Getting closer <laughs> I tell them to being a reality tried. for us. It's like listening to like the, like the, the last recording of the Challenger for for the two shows, which I think is, is, is great. Um, uh, I tell them to like, dude, you're not a, you're not explaining geopolitics. You know what I mean? Just say like. I don't like Ali's promo. Yeah. That's it. It's fucking wrestling. Two yeah. sentences. I, Not to yeah. go yell on your whole the audience. Last, also, guys, the we, last recordings of the challenge. <laughs> it's crazy. I was like, oh, what is fucking man. going on? We're running out of oxygen. and It's like our Tony Stark and Endgame. Just yeah. like, like it. No, the yeah. last recordings of the challenge tomorrow, are... The, tomorrow, the oxygen yeah. runs out, and yeah. uh, that's it. That's so not what give you. The last recording of the challenge... Three challenger, the, users. <laughs> the last recording of the challenge is this. It's like... Hey, uh, you ready to do this? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> anyway, too soon? Challenger jokes? No, no, no. It's, it's too right, late. Right on time. To be honest, it's too late. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this reference. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Yo, Dan. So, uh, cool. Good. I think that's. Uh, I think we covered everything this uh, this episode. I mean, there's a oh. lot of cool things happening, a lot of not. Oh, I would like to say that I really hate if that last recording, like, at the end of it, he was like, and shout out to my sick sister or something. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I just, like, cut it off. Yeah. Like, like, oh, this guy's hanging it's forever. Great guy. Great guy. <laughs> uh, I did laugh. Very out loud when the Usos called uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, Eric Rowan, SpongeBob, and uh, Patrick. I thought yeah, that that was, was, that? I laughed because then I looked at them and I saw Eric Rowan's like star starfish body, and I was like, "He's Patrick! Oh yeah, he looks just like Patrick." I think that's like the kind of reference where I'm like, "Ah, oh, no!" But fuck he that looks reference. no, it is, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Eric Rowan looks exactly like Patrick. So it thanks works. for nothing. You're dismissed. Bye bye. Anyway, <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. I haven't pressed that one in a while. So, yeah, oh, what flavor? It's lime duh. Lime duh. Obviously, I shouldn't ask. What a foolish question. Foolish question. Um, uh, 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 all right. Last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, we brought up the topic of throwing up the X oh, yeah. last week. So, Dan, I wanted to bring you into the throwing up on this the quick. X. Yeah, throwing up the X. Like the DX? No, it's about like that referee who finished the match after he broke his leg. And oh, NXT. that was that, that guy's. What a fucking. Yeah. heroic thing to do <laughs> in a situation that really didn't call for it. Yeah, yeah, and Newman had right, like, that's exactly Newman. Newman's take was like, that's like bullshit, this like bullshit work culture where it's yeah. like, you, you gotta, gotta finish the job. And he's like... I mean, it's badass that he did it, but it was also like... Yeah, yeah, but, you're not preventing a shooting, dude. Just get like fucking, right. get like fixed up. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, this, well, I didn't watch it, but apparently... Another ref did come out, and then that ref got knocked out. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I yeah. read that, and I was like, "Oh, is this all the work now?" The point is, we brought up, we were talking about this like this work with work culture thing, which brought up about another. Not luckily, me and me and Letterman talked about it, and uh, we didn't have any fight about it. But he thought it was us saying we don't want to work, right? And like we don't have work ethic because we were talking about culture of work, where the whole thing is like. You're not allowed to go, like, don't go home. And, like, the, right. cu the culture of, like, I'm sick, but I'm here, you know. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing. But, like, you're not compensated for it, and there's actually no. Right. And, like, even it's a job. If it's a job where there is, like, 
you're gunning for a position and there's upward mobility, but we're talking about jobs that like let you go anyway. Right. But the culture is like keep working and you don't stay, you know, and everybody perpetuates it. And we're talking about like throwing up the X, just like, is there a time you ever just been like, I'm not going to do that? Yeah. No, I'm sorry, I'm going to leave. Like, if I broke my leg and someone's like, you got to finish the culture. I'll tell you like, what, I the X now as a stand up. If, yeah. if I'm at a show and there's less than five people there, I throw up an X. Really? All the time. Yeah. Like, I, that, that's the one benefit of being a 12 and a half year stand up veteran. <laughs> it's yeah. like, now, if, like, somebody, if, if I'm at a show and it, it doesn't happen a lot, because I'll perform for like six people. I'll perform for six people. Right. I'll perform for five people. But like when it's four or three and the producer of the show says the ill-fated, fuck it, let's just do it for ourselves. I'm like, throw up the X. Wow, no. nice. That's a great I'm throw not yeah. doing it. That's, yeah. a, that's a great one. I have earned me going home. Yeah. <laughs> because sure. I think there's this weird thing where it's like, well, you came out of here. I'm like, no, no, this would be worse. If I do the show now, it'll be worse because I'm not, not going to know whether or not this material is good. There right. are shows, there are stand-up, specifically stand-up shows, that if you do, you gain not only not gain anything from it, you can actually, you can actually, you lose. actually lose from it because you'll right. toss up a premise will bomb and you'll feel icky about it or you'll forget about it. Yeah. You might just be like, depending on what your process is for coming up with jokes, it'll, like you'll, your brain will filter it into something you're not excited yeah. about and then you lose a premise. Like yeah. that's good. Something that's funny. That's good. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a great, I've done mics before, especially out here that are like, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to go to that just to work on that joke. And yeah. you're like, I mean, whatever. We can get into a deeper conversation. I've been yeah, in rooms where the they're full. Melt. Not full. There's like, people in there but the 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 culture of the room is not to laugh at funny Open stuff like in la man like i've had people like you know not, not to turn this into like a shop podcast yeah. but like i've had you know people have been like you know reach out to me and they're like well what should i do i'm in la and i'm like i just started and i'm like yeah go somewhere else yeah, like, yeah, yeah. go anywhere else like it move to new if, york yeah. yeah and if and if you're saying this to me as a 39 year old just no you're just doing comedy for fun it's right. not gonna like you know what i mean right. like it's just just it, that to me is insane when people are like you're not gonna be able to grow in the city no if you want to do stand-up com if you want to well i mean i would argue if you want to get good at comedy you should be in in new york to start it I would say I would say a, I think the best the best I know like now well you could start in a local place start, like a San Fran I would say or whatever, if you start like, in Denver or San Fran or yeah, Chicago yeah. you're around a lot of good comedy and nobody gets to see you yet right, so right, it's right, like right, you can right. you can get better without like fuck this executive just saw me and now I'm written off forever right you but know? the valuable experience of when I started doing improv in New York during that time at UCB you know where it was like we were all doing this for the art the only jobs were SNL <laughs> was the only yeah. job we could get we would do <clears throat> gigs we'd do like little uh, sketches on Fallon right <laughs> like that right. was it but like that that was it and then every once in a while, one of our friends would get SNL. It'd be fucking crazy. Yeah, it was like, well, if we're just going for that, it's all about like we just want to be really great at this thing. If you, my point is that if you're trying to do anything, same thing as wrestling, whatever. If you want to be good at something, you have to be surrounded by people trying to get good at the craft. Mm -hmm. Before anything. Anyway, I don't know why this became yeah. that. Throw up the X. We got a cash in about throwing up the X. That's what I was saying. So let's hear this and then. Uh, What's up, jabronis? I'm going to try this again. This is Isaac from Knoxville. Um, I'm going to give you a, a quick rundown of how I put my ex up. Um, I was out with this country artist. Um, it's a pretty big, pretty big gig. Uh, very lucky to have it. Very fortunate to have it. And there came a time right towards the end, obviously, 
where we started getting stuck with, hey, we're going to go play this show. We're direct support for, you know, said artist. And what ended up happening was we, we played this one gig at a big amphitheater in San Francisco. Um, and the manager told us, hey, immediately after we play tonight, we're going to go do another show for a radio station. And it's a favor. And as soon as he said favor, we all kind of looked at each other. I pulled him aside and I said, hey, this is two shows, right? So I'm getting paid for two shows. Uh, little known fact, if you're a touring musician, unless you're on a legacy gig, you're not going to get paid for two shows. <laughs> so he looks at me and he says, no, man, when the artist makes money, we all make money. It's a favor to the radio station. They played the single, which, by the way, wasn't doing very well. Um so we were like, okay, this is uh, this is bullshit. And I looked at him. I said, Nick, if you ask the painter to come to your house and paint the kitchen, and when he gets there, your wife's like, can you also paint the bathroom too? I guarantee you that guy is not going to be thankful that he has the opportunity to paint your kitchen and the bathroom. He's going to want to get charged for both. You asked me to be here. That's when I threw my ex up. And I haven't toured, I haven't played with another musician since 2017. Jesus, I have not played a gig since summer of 2017. <laughs> I'll tell you one other it's thing, like too. A dark term. I've been sober yeah. for two years. Oh, oh that's good. Oh, I never oh, felt more positive energy in my life than when I left the music industry. Oh, that's good for you, man. I don't even work in it anymore. I don't want anything to do with it. He's like, I don't because have a house. Sick. I live it's under work. What's going on? I'm sure the same yeah, thing great. can go for you guys in Hollywood. That's why... I listen to the Comedians of Wrestling podcast. Cheers the fuck up! Yo, cheers brothers. up. That was, that was great. That was great. I, I got nervous for a second. <laughs> I got nervous. Yeah, yeah, like I, I, I guess, well, uh, that is bullshit, though, the fucking, when, yeah. when people pull that shit on you. Oh, yeah, I know. And I'm saying, what my point I was making is that there's times where I wish I stood up for myself, right. but instead I, like, I let someone take advantage of the me there. The problem is though, like how many times? Like that, that's such it, it's such a roll of the dice because like there's times where I've stood up for myself where I was like, yeah, that wasn't a hill I should have died on, right? You know, like but I, but I, I'm I, 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 I right, right, right. Because I, the hill you end up picking to die on is usually just an amalgamation of all the other failures that you should have picked, right? right. And it's just that's why like people freak out at a Starbucks. They're fucking you put Splenda in this. That's not yeah. about the Splenda. That's about yeah, like yeah. years and years of failure before the Splenda. There's like a Bukowski quote about that where you yeah. look down and like you, your shoe is untied and like you lose your fucking mind. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact your shoes yeah. are untied. Oh. Well, anyway, keep cashing in with your stories about throwing up uh, the X. But uh, listen, Jabroniacs, we've come to the end of the Comedians Wrestling Podcast. But Dan, Dan thanks for coming Thank by, you. man. Hey, t- fucking tune into Total F and Marks. Yeah, check out Total F and Marks. Dan's uh, pro wrestling podcast. It's dope. Uh, anything you know? Anything you want to say about it? Right Not there? really. Just- I'm also going to be at the you know Double or Nothing and doing the Flare Roast. And I have an album, No Real Winners Here, on all streaming platforms. So check, check it out. All that stuff out. Um, and uh, anyway, guys, um, well, I want to plug something else. I want to plug my wife's new podcast coming out. Uh, my wife, Jamie Lee, has a Sex in the City podcast coming out. She's absolutely obsessed with Sex in the City, and they use it as kind of a way to uh, they use episodes and things that happen on the show as a way to branch off into just conversations about um, life, and uh, and I'm sure I'm not doing it justice what it is, but it launches on Tuesday, May the 14th on the Forever Dog uh, Podcast Network, and uh, check that out. It's going to be awesome. It's called... Um, uh, 
uh, why the fuck am I spacing out? Oh, couldn't help but wonder, which is big Carrie Bradshaw. I was always like, couldn't help but wonder. I'm actually doing a divorce podcast, which is uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's and Thomas Chaden Church's show on HBO. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I picked like a, just a show that was around one season. That people yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you had a crashing podcast. And yeah, then you had a crashing podcast. Tuned to my Carnival podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. show on HBO in 2007. Turn on my Treme podcast, yeah. please. Oh, yeah. And when you guys are done with that, check out my John from Cincinnati <laughs> podcast. We have uh, John Underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, anyway, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to give Patreon shout outs right after this. Uh, stick around, listen, and uh, remember, go to patreon.com slash comedians wrestling. Check out our NXT, the state of NXT episode that will be out now, and you get a sticker. Join at any tier, support the show, uh, help us uh, uh, help us do stuff. And, you know, if you're the, by the way, just the last thing I'm going to say, the cow hunter, you know, whatever your name, cow hunter in quotes, whatever the fuck you are. I'm right now, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm in the best shape of my life right now, uh, and uh, I don't, I'm not scared of you, bro. So yeah, I'll just come out, you damn. know. Look, man, he was enormous. Like, I feel like the people watching the footage got the wrong idea. Like, he's not a small guy. Like, he had a, a, like a, a some twerp with him, but this guy's huge. Yeah, but look. People thought, and, and you know, me and Letterman were getting along now. People didn't think I could overcome a guy with that, with 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 who was willing to go to those kind of lengths with that kind of the, that kind of viciousness. Yeah. That like Jersey, you know, he has a real uh, Jersey. I don't know. I, I, look, viciousness. This is a Jersey bite right. that he had. You know, whatever. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling. I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? I'm feeling good. So, dude, you know where we are, man. You know, I mean, we got security here, but if you can get through that, I'm here. Right? Anyway, uh, everybody, uh, hey, everybody. I'm also I'm going to release the Calmania match soon. Oh, okay. Pub, a lot of people ask me to watch it. I feel like the patrons got it. Yep. They got their, they got their, sunk their teeth into it. They got it exclusively for a while. I don't know what day, but I'll announce next, uh, next week. But, uh, 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 uh so people could see, uh, what we were up to. But anyway, hey, everybody, thanks for, uh, listening. Dan, thanks for coming in and yeah, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.